This is Rob Temple for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. We're here in sunny Rotherham today with Dave Coldwell at Coldwell Boxing Gym. How are you, Dave? I'm good, thanks. And it, it is actually sunny. I think you've you've caught us on a good day because it's, it's we've not seen a lot of sun lately. I'm so the southern softy that when I come up here, I was like, oh, it's cold. It's really grim up north. I'm, I'm the typical southern softy. So, um, yeah, I hate to come up when it's actually cold then in that case because I was being sarcastic. How are you? How was Christmas and how was your New Year? Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Um, nice, quiet Christmas with the family. Um, and then we went away for, for New Year, so that was nice. It's uh, But it was, it's good to be back in the gym. It's been, oh, I've been itching. January is such a slow month. Um, for for the boxing game now, um, so yeah, it's 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 good to be back. It is a slow month. Um, there's no UK show no. in January. No major UK show. Um, Apologise to anybody who's on a on a small hall show. Your show matters absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's very quiet. What what apart from the obvious in your training point of view, which we haven't just watched um, Hopi Price and Jordan Gill have a little shake out and a workout. What what do you do to fill your time in January from kind of a managerial point of view? Is it very much kind of chasing up Eddie and chasing up people on the phone? Yeah, just it's not just Eddie, it's just just other fighters that you've that, that you've got that you're mapping out um dates for because you want to get them out, you know, quickly. Um, you know, I've got Callum Beardo boxing on February eighth, uh, that I manage uh, on the uh Cal Book show. Then um, I've just signed a, a light heavyweight prospect from Ireland, big puncher, Paul, um, Paul McCullough. Um, so like, little little bits of excitement like that gets gets you a little bit of buzz. You get a fire on a slot on a show, you know, um, looking to get uh, Tamuka Muka out. Um, it, it, probably he'll be on a date in February. So you're doing things like that, and also you know, Christmas is. Christmas and New Year, it's like you, you've got your. You know, I went away because it's the only break you can have where there's no boxing. Um, but then we co- we all got in January six, um, wanting to get back to work, and that's what that's what you do. You know, you you look forward to getting back in the gym. You do bits of phone work, but when the fighters have got a bit of life about them, you know, Jordan got married, so obviously he went away um, on his honeymoon, um, and we got the the all clear for him to start again uh, training uh, January six. That's what we what we were all looking forward to. Let's just touch on that because I've just interviewed Jordan, um, which is available now live on Boxing Social for people who are watching. Um, so he's he's now been given the all clear. He's been he's given us the exclusive. He had a thyroid issue. Um, go back I and mean, he said that he he'd kind of noticed that creep up on him for for a period of time. Were you ever suspicious of something wrong with him? No, it's difficult because. Um, Fighters, you can be tired, and you just come in. You come in and you just do your same stuff that you do in the same manner. It's camp. It's how fighters are. Fighters get tired, and and you just you give them a day off. You you, you t- taper the training down a little bit. Um, but unless you actually know that there's something wrong with you, you just think oh, it's part of camp. I'm not being funny. Every fighter in the world is tired. You know whether it's day one of camp or or eight weeks, ten weeks into a camp, you know, they're, they're tired. That's that's the nature of the business. Um, but it's how they feel. If if they feel as though they're having to work extra hard to maintain to what they normally are or to push on. Um, but you know, it's very hard. Nothing really is a telltale until his heart rate started going up, and 
once his heart rate was going up there, it was like, go and get yourself seen to a little doctor. You need to go and see what's going on there. But it's weird because he was just doing what he was doing. Um, but his heart rate was like going up to 220. I was like, whoa, that's it. Go and get yourself seen to by the doctors. And then um, obviously I did a lot of tests and things like that. And then when he told me what what it was or what they thought it was initially, then you start worrying and you're thinking, wow, is he, you know, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure he was ever going to box again. That's how bad it was. And so you know, people saying, oh, what's happening with Jordan Gill? When's he fighting? They had to pull him out of the fight that was going to be on. And um, you can't really say anything because you don't know anything properly yet. And then obviously since we've known and I've just left it for, for Jordan to, to say, you know, what the problem is and what, you know, in his own time when he's, when he feels, you know, he's comfortable to talk about it. But it has been a struggle. Um, it has been very, very stressful for him. It's not nice at all. He's a kid that, that has literally given everything to the sport, um, lives for it and gives 100% in every single session, gives 100% in every single S&C session, lives his life outside. I mean, went on his stag do he didn't even have a drink you know he doesn't drink he doesn't he lives you know, he lives like an athlete and lives for the sport so for something like this to come on top of what happened last year you know um we thought you know put the defeat to the back of it now you've come back you've you've had italy you, you've come back with a good win let's bounce on and then to have to pull out of of, of a day and then go through all this the not knowing for him not knowing what's happening, you know, blood test after test after test, um, and not knowing if you're going to fight again, and if you are, when are you going to be able to fight again? For someone like him, who, who is a gym rat, it's been really, really hard, and it's been hard. It's been hard for me as well because, you know, I, he's not in the gym. I can't work with him. I don't know what's happening with him. Um, just not being around. Uh, it's been yeah. It's been a tough time. He's cleared now, um, by all by, by all accounts. Obviously, the interview that we just did, he said he's got his medicals coming up. Yeah. Um, when can we realistically expect him to get back in the ring? Because he's obviously not boxed now since September. No, uh, end of March, I would think. Um, middle middle to end of March. Do you know what? He, he's come back, he's, he's probably he's not boxed for about two months, two and a half months. Not done any punching for that. Like, that's the longest time he's ever had. Um, and I kind of expected him to, to be... A lot further behind than what he is. He's come back. Uh, I let him have three days in the gym last week, just movement. Um, then at the last session we just did a little, little bit of pads. Um, and then today, uh, sorry, this week, uh, he's gonna. I'm gonna let him have four sessions again. Keep it nice. And it's just about getting his movements back and not not really taking himself out of his comfort zone at all. But just we've just been doing pads. The last two days we've been doing pads. And he's really good on the pads. You wouldn't think that he's been out so long. You'd think he's probably been out for a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm happy with that. I expected it to be a lot worse. Um, but um, we'll just take it steady. And when when he feels right and he looks right, then then we'll go. But I would I would guess probably, probably March, middle of March, he'll be ready. Now, of course, as, along with these health issues that he's had, um, the back end of last year, well, the second half of last year, obviously saw him take his first professional loss to Enrico Tinoco. Um, does that mean that when he's coming back, is it <coughs> not a, re- a rebuilding job is, is certainly not what, I'm, not what no. I'm saying, but something kind of like that coming off the back of 
mean, obviously he had the, the comeback fight in, in in Italy, but he did have his loss before that. And then the health concerns. Are you going to be kind of easing him back in this year? Is that going to be the plan? So, so if there hadn't been the health issues, then he would have had that yeah. fight in Italy, and then we would have gone into a, a you know um, a, a good international fight, or, you know, something along the likes of where he was before, um, because it wasn't a, because there were issues with with the defeat and what be. I'm not. It's not a case of all of a sudden, oh, this shit is not good enough at that level. It's not about that. Um, learn from it, come back. Add your little fights, come back, shake off the webs, um, and move on. But then, because this this is by far a bigger issue than the defeat. Mm. Um, so with this, I do want to rebuild, mm. and and I do. You know, I'm not talking about forever. Um, I would like a couple of fights back before he has a a, a real. A couple of fights back at you know a, a decent sort of level. His first fight just just an eight rounder, and then you know get a decent fight at eight ten rounds, and then we'll kick on. Um, I need to make sure that he's he's not rushed back. Um, he's only young. He's only just, you know he's only just twenty five, so it's not like I'm I've got a clock ticking away. Um, I want to I want to bring him back properly and make sure he's he's back up to full speed and. and and everything's done right with him. Because he deserves that, because of what he gives to the sport and the kind of kid he is. As somebody who is back in the ring, who's got a date, Hopi Price, we've also seen in the gym today, uh, ticking over. So first time I've seen him in the gym, I think a word that would come to mind for me was eager. Yeah. Seems very eager, obviously being 19, I think he's, yeah. he's still 19, and he's got very fresh-faced, exuberant. What's it like to work with somebody like that? It's great, it's great. Um, he's a good kid. He's, he's generally, he's like... Him and Jordan are very, very similar. He's just like a younger version, obviously. But they're very easy to knock about with. The, you know, I've been on training camps to LA with them both, to Dubai with them both, um, living in their space. And they're cool kids, you know, nice kids. Um, I hope he's just, like you say, he's fresh, he's young, he's eager. He wants to learn, he wants, he wants to soak it all up. But he understands it's not a sprint. He understands that you know, it's a long-term plan. And that's where he's got a bit of an advantage on on a lot of other young young fighters. Because a lot of young fighters want to get to the big money straight away, want to get to the big fight straight away. You know, if they've got had success in the ambition, oh, I want to get there quick. I only want a couple of fights. I want to be fine. He understands that this is a process, and it's about about building him as a fighter, as a professional fighter, all round. He understands that building him for ten, twelve round fights now, it's not be just going out there and looking a million dollars in a four rounder. You know. Um, and so he gets it, and he's great to work with because he he shows him something. He will work it, work it, work it until he nails it. But what I will say is, Jordan's very quick at picking things up, very quick. But I think Hope is even quicker. He's he's genuinely out of everybody I've ever worked with. He picks things up quicker than anybody else. He just literally gets it, and then when he gets it, he understands how to repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, so yeah, he's he's great to work with. He really is. How long realistically can we expect him to be at Super Bantam? Is that going to be kind of the the plan going through? Because he is huge for Super Bantam weight. He's, he's going to go up through weight divisions. Um, he's nineteen, so my mind is, I haven't signed him as a Super Bantam weight. No, yeah. I've signed him as whatever he is. Let his, I don't like going against nature when, especially at that age, you, you're filling out, you're growing. Um, but we have. Um, with the hope we've started work with Scott Robinson, 
who I think is the best nutritionist out there. Um, and he goes through all the tests with Scott and, and you know, whatever I'm guided by with Scott and with how Ho- Hopi's growth development works with, we'll, we'll go with. Right now, he makes that weight easily. I mean, he's we're coming up to his first fight with Scott as, as a nutritionist. He's done the first two, making it easy and, like, eating and drinking all the way up. No problem. He's, he's, he's done the weight. Don't forget, when he was an amateur, he was doing flyweight, I think it was. You know, it was, it, it's like, ow. But he's, he's bigger than what you think. Um, so we'll, we'll do Superman weight as long as it takes. If it's a case of by the time he fights for titles, he's a featherweight, he's a featherweight. I don't know. We'll see what, what nature nature has in store for I mean, he's that big it wouldn't surprise me to see him at like like lightweight yeah. in like 26 when he's 26 27 and he's really yeah. started to fill out um one person who's not in the gym anthony fowler yeah um i was surprised um as many people were to to see the news that you and him will no longer be working together tell me a little bit about how that happened um i just got a text message um where it says can i because we were supposed to be starting back on January 6th. Um, it was on the Saturday, I think it was. And he just asked, can I come in um, at different times when, when lads aren't about? He said, I just want to speak to you. So I thought, oh, what's up? So I rang him. And uh, he said, well, I said, what's my? I said, you're all right. Because uh, he sounded a bit down and what have you. And, um, and then, yeah, he just said, just, you know, I'd, I'd rather... I think it's not my place to talk about what he wants to do with his life. Um, but, yeah, he, he he was very open. And, um, yeah, I respect his decision. And um, he'll tell you, I think. I think when, he's, when, he's, when he wants to, he'll tell you. But, yeah, it's pers- personal reasons. He wants, he, you know, he wants to leave the gym. Um, uh, there's no fallout. Uh, it was very, very kind in what he said on the phone to me and everything. Um, we're mates, you know. He's 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 kind of like um, he's seen as kind of like the teenager kid that you've got in the gym. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a nice kid. We had a good laugh. Um, there's a lot. There's been a lot of CBD banter going on, <laughs> and I'll miss that. Um, but yeah, there's no fallout, no drama. A lot of people, I think, were shocked, rightly so, um, because we get on. So um, it is what it is. Fight, listen, what, one thing you've got to understand is that fighters have one career. So they have to do what's best for them, be it in the personal life, be it in the professional life. Everything's got to marry together. If you're not happy, and, and I'm not just talking about, oh, when you're training, if you're not happy in your circumstances and you don't feel as though um, uh, your situation is helping your peer, as your situation is... is helping you in your heart and, and and in your career. Whatever block it is, or a multitude of them, you've got to change. It's no good waste. You know, I think he's 29 now. You know, he's, he's, he's not got long left in the sport. He's got to do what's best for him, but also he's got to, he's got a life outside boxing. And you have to, um, you have to care for that. It's, it's a very hard sport. And he's a kid that's in the in the limelight it's under a lot of pressure whether or not you like to admit to it or not the social media thing it brings a lot of it on itself but it's just his personality he's not people care about him whether they like him or not because he's a personality 
but with that brings a lot of pressure and so you have to have a release you have to have um an escape and you have to be epic and if you're not you have to change it because it'll get to you either you'll not get the best out of yourself in your career in your fight situations or when you're sat at home on your own in some flat it's going to screw your mind um so I'm I'm fully fully supportive of what what Anthony's had to choose to do, which is leave the gym, find somewhere else, and and I wish him all the best going forward. Are you surprised? Did it surprise you? Yeah, because and and not talking out of turn, I said to him on the phone, I said, "Mate, you should have spoke to me. You should you should have said something." But he's a very he's quite a. a, a deep sort of person and um, he doesn't like to tell people his thoughts I suppose and that's what he said to me on the phone um, but yeah I mean he's been he's down here he's been living in digs he's, he's been in Sheffield for 10 years he said and like living basically living on his own um, and he lived with Jamie for a bit Um it's just he wants. I think he wants to have a bit of normality in his life as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was a surprise, but I understand. Well, once you get over, oh, really? Okay. But then when he's explaining to you, it's like straight away, mate. You you got to do it, hundred percent, hundred percent. You got to do it. You know, there's no ifs, no buts. You got to do it. That now, by my count, leaves you with a couple of spaces because obviously, I mean. Six months ago, even, I think, around that time, you still had Derek. Derek Chisora was still part of the team, um, as was Anthony Fowler. They're now not part of the team. Any plans to bring anybody into the gym? I've, I've been asked by a few fighters, a few managers, promoters to train certain fighters, but so far nobody's excited me as such. Um, yes, I am open to taking more fighters on. Uh, I've always said that five is my limit. I had uh, a stage where I had five fighters. Back in the day, I had about 12, but then I came out with value with one. And so just having a couple of fighters in him isn't anything new to me. I just had one fighter at one point. Um, so I'm over, as long as I never go over my five, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Right now, I've got a couple of spaces. Um, so yeah, it depends on, on, the, on the person, if it's, if it's something that excites me, um, if, if it's worth, worth my time away from from my life, from my family, then it's not just the gym time, it's like when the fighter's got a fight coming up, then you're going away and things like that. You know, so it's gotta be worth it's gotta be worth it to me as well. Um but yeah, I'm I'm open to it. So we'll see we'll see what sort of does. Free advertising there for you on uh, boxing <laughs> social. Uh, not that you need any help advertising, of course. Um, I will, I've, I've never I've never asked for a fighter to come and come to my gym and train train and I never will do. But if, if fighters want to ask, then you know I had, I had no intention of training Fowler. I had no intention of training Opie Price, you know. And but when, when I met him, they were nice kids. And I thought, yeah, go on then. Yeah, it is what it is. I mentioned Derek. I mentioned Derek Chisora. Um, now you've had a little bit of time to, I guess, digest the working relationship, so to speak. How do you look back on your time working with Derek? Derek, it's a good laugh. It's good. <laughs> Listen, I enjoyed it. It was. It was. Um, it's a big character in it, and, and it comes with a lot as well. 
but it wasn't hard work. Physically, it was hard work. Got 18 stone punched me around the ring. But it wasn't, he wasn't hard work. People expect me to say, oh, it was a nightmare, it was this, it was that. He wasn't. I enjoyed working with Derek, his sound. I got on with him really, really well. It was great with my kids. Really good. Honestly, he's a diamond with my kids. My kids absolutely love him. You know, my daughter calls him Uncle Deza. You know, um, but he's a good. He's a good. He is a good guy. Um, yeah, he's got that switch, but he was always sat around me, and 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 I never had any issues. So I enjoyed that time. Yeah, it was, it was good. Enjoy working with David Hay again. I didn't really have much to do with him, to be honest. Um, it's all right. It was. It was. It was all right. It was um, when we did um, communicate. It was fine. Um, the whole hey bell you thing just put to one side it's done it's in the past you know what I mean it's part of boxing that's it um, yeah he was he, he was sound and you know what he's done a great job Derek because at the time it was like what what's that link up about but he's done a great job Derek and, and the team that, that they've got there put a lot of work into it you know it's, it's a it's a strange setup it can be a strange setup but you know, when you're a coach and you're 170 miles away from the rest of them, it's quite easy to deal with because yeah, I'm just here, just left me to it. Yeah, you know, I just get on with it. Um, if I'd have been in their gym, day in day out, would it have been as enjoyable? Probably not. But I wasn't. So my experience of that time was was great. It was fine. Boxing breeds strange bedfellows, I think. Um, just generally. Um, Derek Chisora. Rumours that he's going to be fighting somebody that you know very well. Yeah. Mr. Usyk. Yeah. You pro- you're pro- you know what, out of all of the people, you're probably maybe top three people who is probably in a good a position to talk about that fight. As anybody, so please, please, please do not sit on the fence while I ask you how you would see that potential fight going. But when you say sit on the fence, <laughs> um, that's a hard fight. That is a hard fight. Um, it's a good fight for both men, to be fair. Um, now it's a good fight for Usyk because. In that fight, he will be tested as a heavyweight. Um, Derek can't try and box. He can't box Usyk. He's got to be straight up, rough, raw and rugged. He's got to be a dirty bastard. He's got to be rough as. And, and added to that, he's actually got to be smart to get in. He can't just, you know, people just, I oh, just jump on him, just throw millions of punches. Do you think that Usyk's legs are going to just let you throw millions of punches and just, just is he just going to stand there and just, just take shots? No, he's not. Um, Marco Hook thought he was going to do that and um, he got absolutely embarrassed. Um, so he can't really do that. He's got, he's got to be clever and smart in how he, how he applies the pressure. But he has got to apply pressure, intense pressure pressure he's got to take the legs away he's got to smash that body to bits you know but at the same time is he's got to avoid what's coming back because Usyk doesn't hit one punch knockout sort of power but he hits hard enough you know he does it hard enough 
people are giving him an hard time because of his first fight anyway. That was a long time out of the ring. Didn't know who was going to end up who was going to end up fighting. You know, there was all that sort of stuff going on, and it was his first fight of the way. Um, he's a very very intelligent guy, very very intelligent guy. So he'll have gone back with his coaches and he'll have learnt from that fight. He'll adapt from that fight. He's you look at what he's done all the way through his career. He's, there has been times when he's not looked that great. He's that. He, he makes mistakes, he's this, he's that. Mm, he's not as good as what you think. But then he comes back up at another level, another level. And that's what, what he's capable of doing. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very, very tough fight. It's a tough fight for Derek. But it's a it's a it's also listen, let's not get this wrong. Derek catches him, Derek can do him. hundred percent. You know, he's in this is why it's a good fight for Usyk as well, because it tests him before he goes in with the real elite of the division. This fight could test him if Derek can get to him to see just how he's built as a heavyweight with these heavyweight punches. Um, because when Derek lands properly, he, he, he lands with good power. But the problem is, is each each month, each year that goes by, Derek's getting older. There's more miles going on the clock, and and at some point, it's gonna the sand's gonna run out, and and He's not going to be able to do what he wants to do. Um, he's looked well in his last couple of fights. Uh, so that's good. He's living cleaner and, and healthy. Um, putting the right things in his body to get the best out of his body. Is it enough against Susie? I don't know. Is there an element from your perspective as a coach, obviously, having had Tony Bellew box at Usyk, um, we've just spoken about, you've just spoken about kind of how... Derek would need to approach that fight. Yeah, can't box him. Yeah. Obviously, styles make fights, but would there would there have been, or is there an element of you that would have would have quite fancied an opportunity of taking a different fighter completely and a different style and trying to use that to beat Usyk from kind of your your coach's point of view? To help Derek, yeah. From a coach's point of view, no. No. Why? Um. I'm a big fan of the Usyk. <laughs> I really am. I think I always have been before before Tony boxed him because Tony was the one that put me onto him as an amateur and said, "You want to watch this guy? He's gonna be the one. He's gonna be the one." So I've watched him a lot, a lot, and then watched him throughout his cruise weight, obviously. And then when it comes to you know preparing for for Tony, um, and it kills me that because I'm a big fan of Usyk, and I'd love to get a photo with Usyk. But I can't bring myself to get a photo with a man that did that mm. to one of my fighters. So I've never, I've never, I've seen Bellew having pictures with with Usyk all the time, but I still can't do it. But he's one of my favourite fighters. Um, but when Derek was here, and I remember the first time he mentioned, I think somebody mentioned Usyk's name, and Derek, Derek said, oh, "I'll fight, I'll fight him." This, 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 and I just said to Derek, "I went, you don't need that one, mate. You don't need that." That was my initial reaction, and that's that's something that is still in me gut. That's not that's not the right fight for him. Um, it's a big win if he pulls it off. So I understand where he's going. He's going to get paid really well, and it's a big win if he pulls it off. But at, at this stage of his career, um, he's got to have everything 
everything going right for him for it. He's got the right has to have the right team, has to have the right mentality, has to do everything right for that fight, and then to be able to go in there and and, and sustain it because something things about your Usyk's, your Lomachenko's, your fighters like that, you, like your Crawford's, people like that, is for the first few rounds you can be like that and you're in the fight first few rounds but then after about six rounds then you start seeing the di- the difference and the golfing in in ability technical ability class everything you start seeing that golf um and they all they all seem to have that you know they, they have that you know like i said first few rounds i don't think oh this is a good fight they're, they're in it um but they just they've got they've got a gear that they go up they've got a a, a mentality where it doesn't change. You're working hard to stay in the fight, and they're just doing what they're doing, doing what they're doing, doing. What they're doing. And then when they choose to, they start stepping things up. I just think it's a you know it, it, it's a very very tough fight for Derek. I'm not saying it's not a fight it can't win because with that kind of power, if he lands, Usyk will know about it. And there is a difference between um, the cruiserweight division and, and the heavyweight division, you know. But I do think that we'll see a better Usyk this time than we did against Witherspoon. It must have been very interesting having watched Usyk through the amateurs, having had Tony put you on to Usyk to then one day be fighting him. What was that like? Was it was there a, a part of you in the back of your mind thinking, uh, yeah, we, you know, we've watched this guy, we know how good this guy is, or were you thinking, okay, despite knowing that, we've got all of this information, we've watched him for so long? No, you when, when you have a fight where you're up against something that's elite, you don't, you don't go. Oh fucking hell! We can't win this. You look at how every, I look at positives and everything. There's something somewhere, and you look at how did this person catch him? How did this person take something away from him? And then you look at things, but then you look at your man. You think, what can he do? Because it's no good setting a game plan for somebody if they can't carry it out. If they're not that style, you know. So I'm, I'm not disrespect to Derek, but you can't get Derek to yeah. box like Tony did in, in that fight, and 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 look to try and counter punch and look, you know, um. So that would you you can't do that. So with you have to look at your fight and look at how he's capable of doing that, and then setting up a game plan that fits him, that will also capitalize on 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 the opponent, um, but. No, we're telling you, it's, it's, a, it's a fight. You have to look at each fight as it's a fight. You forget about the hype, you forget about everything. You know, I had it with Ryan Rhodes fighting Canelo. You know, that was a, yeah. But you still have to go with the best that your fighter's got and what he's capable of doing and and look to go in there against them. You know, it's, it, it's what it is. You, know, you, you, can't, you can't buy into all the hype and bullshit because... Ultimately, they're human beings, and ultimately, they bleed. You know, and and everyone everyone can get knocked out. Everyone can get beat. We've seen this is the thing in in boxing. We've seen some serious shocks in boxing, like earth shattering shocks. People, Buster Douglas, and people like that. Yeah, you know, how many people give Fury a chance against Vladimir? Everybody's wise after an event, mm. you know. But it's like with Bellew, we're hey. Nobody gave. No, we got abused for even taking. Like I was getting messages saying that I'm responsible for his life and I shouldn't be shouldn't be putting him in 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 that position. Rah rah. When when he gets put in hospital, it's your fault. All that kind of fucking shit. 
So, you know, you can't buy into that. You you have to have confidence in 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 your own your own abilities as a as a fighter. The fight that you've got, you have to have um, confidence in your own abilities as a, as a coach, and you have to do what you do with conviction. What did Derek say when you said to him? Yeah, maybe not this one. I can't imagine he was like, "Yeah, you're right, Dave." Yeah, no, it, was, it was just like laughing. Yeah, but I know Derek. Derek will fight everybody, everybody, and everybody. That's Derek's answer. He'll fight anyone. He'll fight King Kong. If King Kong will fucking climb up a building. He'd want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll fight him. He ain't that big. <laughs> yes, because he's really far away, Derek. <laughs> um, before I, well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna do some little Q and A stuff. Um, oh, okay. We had some. You good... like surprising me. I do. I do with... like surprising you stuff. Well, the thing is, um, <laughs> for those of you who have watched the stuff I've done with Dave recently, we've done so many interviews. Not so many, but we've done a couple of interviews that have obviously been longer, and yeah. we've talked about a lot of stuff. So I thought probably run out of things to ask you now so I thought I'd ask other people if they had any questions so that's what we've done so we're going to come on to that afterwards but before we go a couple of fights I'd like to pick your I almost said pick your nose on pick your ear on Um, I don't even know is that even a word pick your brain brain. sorry it's it's very difficult um, getting up at what time's I up this morning 6 o'clock to come to Rotherham it's cold in Rotherham anyway um, Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder they started their um, their press tour or yeah. they had their, their press conference yesterday so and it, it, it's a big fight and it's really like as soon as the year goes it's suddenly on your doorstep yeah. um what do you make of that fight the rematch i can't wait for it i can't wait for it i think it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be very very tense because you just don't know what's gonna happen in that fight the problem the problem with any fight with deontay wilder is you can think that the other man can outbox him because he can. And he might well be losing every minute of every round. But while ever he stood up on his legs, he can knock you out. And he's proven it. He can do that time and time again. He only needs one shot. 36 minutes is a long time not to get hit. Um, I fa- <laughs> right, from, right from after the first fight, I fancy Fury to beat him. I really do. But then, you just think, well, he's only got to land once. And I know he got up last time. Yeah, he got up last time. But, if he gets caught with something like that earlier on, when Wilder's got full maximum power, because let's not forget, that's the 12th round he hit him without a shot with. You know, can he, can he get through it? Can, can he get through it and not get caught again? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Wilder's that bad in a perspective of, you know, several fighters can outbox him that you'd look at and you think, well, they shouldn't be. And, and Fury's a really good boxer. I just don't know. I can't, and it's sitting on a fence. I don't know. I fancy Fury to win, but then I think at some point Wilder's going to catch him. I do think that you'll see a better Fury than you did the first time around. Um, because that was his first real fight back you know he'd had a couple of little warm-ups and that was his first real fight part of the camp as well was getting his body into shape and he doesn't have to worry about that now he's kept himself in shape lived like a fighter since then he's been you know he's in great shape but then you look at fury against like walling and people like that you think oh but then we've always done that we've always looked at fury in normal fights and thought so so beat him and he gets the big fight and he pulls it off or he, he performs um 
it's an intriguing fight. It's it's one of the most intriguing fights that you can, I think, we'll get this year. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I I think if Wilder comes out to try and outsmart or to be, be you know to to pick his spots with Fury, I think Fury just out boxing all night long. But I think if he comes out bombing. Remember the old bomb squad type mm. Wilder, the Audley Harrison one. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the where that's his best chance of, of winning the fight. Um, you know, Ortiz is clever, but he's slow, and he just he was pissing that fight, absolutely pissing it. But then he get killed with one shot, and that's it. But Fury's clever, a lot faster than Ortiz, and awkward. But then they're talking about him going out, you know, obviously. I'll tell you, all right, I'll tell you this. I, I'm very surprised that him and Ben Davidson got uh, split up. Um, and he's got, Sugar Hill's a good coach. Knows boxing inside out. But I just feel, and it's hard because you're on outside looking in. So you don't see Sugar Hill and, and Tyson working. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know anything. So we're all... As a fan, we're all making assumptions around the outside. But with Ben Davison, Ben Davison knows that style. The style that served him so well. And so that style, you look at it and you think it's, it's getting better and better and it's working. And... But he's going to a man talking about going out to knock Wilder out. You don't have to go out and knock Wilder out. If if he's more set on on going out there more conventionally to knock him out, then surely he's going to be in more positions where he can get hit himself and Wilder only needs one shot. That's my worry. I was about to come on to that. Obviously, we've, I mean, we've spoken in this interview about kind of changing trainers and the dynamic changing when you go from trainer to trainer. Um, it seems to me like eight weeks before the biggest fight of your life mm-hmm. may not be the ideal time to change trainer. Um would you agree with that? Um, yeah, but is it only eight weeks, or is it eight weeks since we knew about it? Mm. You know, as it, you know, people, people, I'll go back to me and Fowler. People say, "Ah, oh, because he pops in the other day." I saw people tweet, "Ah, oh, you've only left a couple of days." You know, I haven't seen him since before Christmas. Does that mean so? It might be that the where where uh, Tyson's been out in in America doing the WWE stuff and that sort of like that. Has he been working with, with Sugar all then? Don't know, don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But is it really eight weeks? Or if it is eight weeks, then yeah, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit close to the bone. Do you think this the the kind of the talk and the rhetoric of him coming out to to knock him out, and he's going to knock him out in two rounds? Is that just gamesmanship from Tyson Fury? I mean, he he's a sort of a self styled yeah. master of the mind game. I, I think so because then again, it slows Wilder down because then he he's he's thinking. He's gonna set himself, so it just takes that off, you know, a little bit of pace off of Wilder's intentions, puts that second second thought process into Wilder's mind, which again, which I think was a problem in his first fight. When Wilder goes out there trying to trying to think about what he's gonna do, trying to outbox you, I don't think it's very good. Then he lands his bomb and he knocks you out. But when Wilder goes out there to blast you, that's when he looks like fucking electric, and and that's when you get the best out of him. I think. Um, you know, in the rematches he's had before, he's gone out there to go out and get rid of you. He knows, he knows, he feels, he knows what you're about. 
he knows what he needs to do and he goes out there to just to get ready as quick as he can. That's when Wilder, you look at him, you think, fucking hell, he's scary. Um, maybe Fury by saying that makes Wilder just think, okay, let me just think about this a little bit more. If he thinks about it a little bit more, plays into Fury's hands. Maybe. Okay, well, before we let you go, this question has just popped into my head and we won't do it for the fan Q&A. Who is... No, because I, I'm not a fan, so I, I can't do that. <laughs> so, who is the best heavyweight in the world under 26? Who's the best young heavyweight in the world? Don't have to be under 26. I don't know who's. I don't know who's who. Fucking hell! Um, so, the best heavyweight prospect coming through. Do you know what? I think I'm not sure because he's not really fought anybody yet he's not fought anyone yet but the one that I'm most excited about and I look at and I really like and I think fucking hell because he mixes up when he's in in a flow of finishing you or looking to finish you he mixes them up between head and body really well he's got a wicked jab and he punches like fuck and he can have it he don't mind he don't go into a show when he gets caught himself Daniel Dubois I really like the kid I really like him. I think he's. I think if they don't rush him, I think this. If the please God the Joyce fight happens, as a fan, I want that fight. That is a. That takes you back to when, when you were younger and you see domestic heavyweight fights that really mattered happening. Um, that's a great fight from both. Um, but it's a kind of fight they both need before they push on to to higher levels. Um, but as long as it. I don't want to see Dubois rushed into world world level as such yet. Not major world level, maybe yeah, fringe world level, yeah. Um, do the Joyce fight. If you get through that one, then you've got your your Europeans and uh, European level sort of fighters and fringe world title fights, uh, world world level fighters before you're going into into the big league. But he's, I, I like the tools that he's got. I like everything about him. Um, he he's one that, that excites me. I like I like Hergovic. I do like him. Um, I think he's a little bit yeah. a little bit stiff. That, that old fashioned European yeah. style. He's yeah, he he's the kind of guy that I just think, well, he's a little bit stiff and you know, somebody stepping in and coming through could could nail him. Um so yeah, but I like Hergovic as well. Um but yeah, the Dubois by by miles really. Okay. Well um I'd probably go with Dubois, yeah. Um, I like Hergovic as well. I, I'm pretty much exactly the same with you on Hergovic. I think he can be a little bit rigid yeah. at times, yeah. sometimes lacks a little bit of variation. Yeah. And I think if he goes through the levels, because yeah. he's somebody who is trying to get on with yeah. it, obviously at the WSB and the long amateur background. So I think before he starts stepping up those levels, he probably wants a little bit more variety in his work. Mm. Uh, FA Jagba, good as well, Nigerian heavyweight, unbeaten. Um, got dropped in his last fight, which was, um, as you know, Sometimes a fighter getting dropped and showing they can get yeah. off their ass and get the win is a, is a good sign for a prospect. So, yes, he's very good. But anyway, enough of my questions, Dave Coldwell. Uh, we're going to move on to some fan Q&A stuff now. But um, as always, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Um, and I will catch up with you, well, in a minute, but I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks.